This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. In your quiet strength, you can still make a difference and you can still be the person that other people can admire, the other people that you can inspire other people, even in your quietness. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Hi, this is Colette Brown Rogers, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. You gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. Hi, this is Jerry Bingham. Welcome to Hush Loudly. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Colette Brown Rogers. Colette is a spiritual and empathetic being striving to move in the direction of light. Her work manifests through higher education, where she has served in that arena for over 20 years. She is a graduate student currently pursuing a doctorate in higher education leadership, but says that her authentic self comes forward in creative ways, such as poetry, photography, and digital art. And on top of that, and the reason why I'm interviewing her today, she has learned to embrace her introversion and her intuition as vital parts of who she is in the world. So welcome, Colette. Thank you, Jerry. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. It's, you know, we're friends and we are classmates and and we talk uh, professionally and personally and we have found that we have this commonality that we are both introverts. And so we always have interesting talks about how we are perceived and, and how we pursue different things, you know, with this thing that we have, this introversion. So, well, first, I'm supposed to ask you, I usually ask this every show with every guest, are you an introvert? Most definitely. As a matter of fact, I'm probably the rarest personality type, according to Myers-Briggs. Oh, really? Which which one are you? Um, I am the INFJ. Okay. And so, for those who are listening who aren't familiar with Myers-Briggs, so that is one of the sort of personality indicators. So you may, in your work life, may have a Myers-Briggs consultant come in and uh, everyone will take a test and you are categorized and there are 16 characteristics. And so I think the INFJ is introverted, intuition, feeling, Feeling. judging. Okay. And the reason I kind of know is because I am an INFP. So we are the same with the first three traits, but our last trait is different. So my Mm -hmm. last trait, P, is perceptive and perception. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's pretty close to judging. Yeah, I'm sure it's close. It's it's close, but I guess it's just a little twist on it. So, obviously, if you know those letters, you have been tested. So, did you know before you were tested or, you know, have you always known that you were an introvert or was it the test that sort of confirmed and let you know this is what you are or who you are? I would say that I've always known that I was different Um, and that difference often manifested in ways such as this. If 
my siblings were outside playing, you know, regular games, hide and go seek, kickball, I would probably be in my room reading or drawing mm-hmm. or just being alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I may I might not have known the term introvert, but I knew that I probably preferred being alone or around a limited number of people. And let me ask this, as I know that you are an identical twin. So mm-hmm. I'm curious about your sister. Yes. So when we were younger, uh, my sister, she seemed to have more of uh, the social outlet or whatever. She was more popular, had more friends. But it's funny because even now, she is less so. She's more of an... <laughs> she. She likes to be alone, so we, really? we both kind of talk about that we're <laughs> we're a family of introverts. <laughs> and were you? So were I mean? So there are five kids in your in your family. There were five, or wow, it's a big family. So uh, my mother had four girls and three boys. So okay, seven of us. And yeah. do you think were most of you introverted, or was it a mix, or? I think most of us are introverted, with exception of my old yeah, with the exception of my older brother, who was more of an extrovert. He's an entertainer, so uh, he's an extrovert, I believe. Well, it's funny. I was just telling Dane earlier today. Just because he's an entertainer doesn't mean. I mean, you know your brother. You lived with him and all of that. But we found out today that RuPaul is an introvert. I can see that. Yeah. Uh huh. And look mm-hmm. at what you know. So that's interesting. So back to now and today, in what ways does your introversion manifest? So what things do you do and say that let us know or would let someone know that you are an introvert? How does it manifest? So professionally, I would say you would see me in a meeting. I'm probably going to be the person, although I am a leader, you're probably going to see me as being the person who is quiet. Mm-hmm. So initially, I, I am quiet. That's because I'm I'm constantly processing, seems like. And that can be tiring, mm-hmm. processing, thinking before I speak. Um, you know, maybe it, it may, you may see me as a person that, takes a little longer to answer a question, not because I don't know the answer, but because um, sometimes you just need to think about it <laughs> before you answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and my introversion plays out in this way, in that I prefer a small group of people to socialize with. I prefer a lot of alone time, especially as I'm aging. Mm-hmm. I find that I I take pleasure and re- I am recharged by uh, doing things that, such as art, poetry, those things that you can do alone. Like now, I'm taking a, I'm taking a little minute to process that question. <laughs> That's okay. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let me ask you, and and as this is occurring right now, I am the same way where I don't answer right away and I'm processing and I'm thinking about it and I'm going different directions with what they've asked me because it seems like it's not just one directional, it's a multifaceted way I can answer this question. And Mm -hmm. so have you experienced any biases or have you felt misunderstood 
especially professionally. Well, I'll say both, professionally and personally, as you are processing. Most definitely. I can I can think of a more recent time in a meeting where um, one of my colleagues said to me, we're going to need you to, I'm snapping my finger, you, we're, we're going to need you to not be so methodological. You, you, we're going to need you to, um, <laughs> there's like this sense of urgency mm-hmm. uh, with certain people. Mm-hmm. And as I'm processing, as I'm thinking, I mean, I can answer a question and I can come up with ideas because I'm a creative as well. However, I, I tend to have this, um, because I'm intuitive as well, I tend to, I think, be led by an inter, inner compass that is often misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So if I'm processing or perceiving something, it's often difficult to to act or to answer in a way that other people may you know want me to mm-hmm. answer or or behave because I'm constantly being guided internally mm-hmm. and I've learned to embrace that I've learned not to allow external situations or other people's expectations to dictate who I am and how I'm going to respond or react now given that there are deadlines and there are things that you have to do in a work environment, which I have no problem doing. But if I'm in a meeting and I, I have um, a colleague or even a supervisor who is has this sense of urgency but has no plan on how to address that urgency, I don't allow that to impact how I'm going to respond. And oftentimes that's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So how did you respond to that? I did not respond immediately because, again, I processed things, Mm -hmm. but I also, at a later time, did have an opportunity to not say I told you so, but to say you need different people. You you need different people as a part of your team in order to, um, you know, to grow, in order to learn. It's okay to have different personality types. I said to this person, if you have the same person on your team, you basically have one person on your team, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, you you have the same personality type, which can result in groupthink, and you don't get a difference of of opinions, you don't get a difference of uh, contributions, you get the same person. So, Mm -hmm. the same person and different people, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that makes so much sense. You know, with this, no one, I mean, I don't know how successful you could be with a team of all extroverts and a team of all Mm -hmm. introverts. And so we always are talking about diversity, but I think we need diversity in personality type as well. You make such a valid point, and you need your thinkers and your more analytical, you need your creatives, you need your big talkers, you need all of that. So I hope they understood that and accepted that that message and took something away from that when you shared that with them. I hope so. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you think about all of these biases and and misunderstandings? You know, do you think that 
things are changing or do you think that they are the same? Because we know that we live in an extrovert rewarding world. That's what it is. And mm-hmm. say that introverts bend and flex and are able to fit into the extroverted world, but also are able to retreat and live in their own world. So I feel like being an introvert, in my opinion, you have the best of both worlds. And uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's leading me to my next question, which is where we are today in the middle of a pandemic. So with this COVID-19, which, you know, has crippled our country and the world and, and taken so many lives and is so devastating, and what we come to now is this remote working environment. And so... As an introvert, I've experienced where it's like everybody wants to see my face and everybody wants to talk all day long. And it's like the extroverts need that. They need to feed off the energy of others. And so I feel like they need it even more now because they're not getting it the way they used to get it, you know, in the office. So are you experiencing some of this same thing? And what are you experiencing from your colleagues and your friends and family even? So because, okay, let me start with my family. I'll start with my family of origin. So I have um, three sisters, and we did one Zoom meeting kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, So I opened it up. I actually initiated the Zoom meeting with my sisters. Yes, not just with my (laughs) sisters, but with my family. I'm going to tell my nieces and people just to check in, um, just to let them know that I was okay, because I have a tendency to isolate. I'm I'm okay with being by myself. I enjoy my own company, and more so now than I probably did earlier in my life because I'm more accepting of who I am now as an introvert. But to answer your question, so we have one Zoom meeting, which went well, and we have not had another Zoom meeting because we're family of introverts, and so we're all okay with that. <laughs> now, <laughs> we're okay. You know, we can check in. We can send a text, you know, hey, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to see each other. Now, my children who are all, you know, adults or what have you, I would say that three of my children are introverts. I have one extroverted child who probably is, he has expressed that, you know, Mom, I need more people. I need, you know, I, I, he needs to be around people because he's, you know, he, that's how he gets his energy. Mm-hmm. But my other three children, they're fine with um, doing their introverted things and not necessarily seeing faces or what have you. So that works out. Now, professionally, with my colleagues, we see each other. I may or may not turn on my camera sometimes. When we have our meetings, you know, everyone is to have their camera on. And I'm okay with that because it's only for about an hour. With your colleagues, what difference do you see as we're talking about how the extroverts and the rest of the world, they want to see you? They're trying to make up for this loss of face time and energy in the office, so they're trying to make up for it remotely by Zoom and all of that. So what's different with your colleagues? I mean, what's different is I have, first of all, I have a new group of colleagues than I had, what, last year. So we're all new to each other. 
we have mandatory meetings, and I think that's okay. We don't see each other every day, so that helps. We may talk to each other every day, you know, via Teams or, or Zoom, but we don't see each other. I think that's okay. But I was going to say that working from home, this is my first experience working from home in higher education or, you know, on this end of higher education. And so what I've come to find out, you know, being an introvert, you know, initially starting out, you know, it's like, this is fine for me. I have no issues with working from home. I'm okay working from home, being alone. But after about the second week, I started getting a little antsy, like, wow, I mean, I'm actually don't have to go out if I don't really need to. Is this going to be okay? And then when I did go out, I I started experiencing a little bit of anxiety when I came back in. I was like, wow, I was around all these people. Um, and it was really weird, strange to me going out, seeing people in masks. Yeah. And, and so I was like, wow, this is, this is really, this is really real here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started experiencing a little bit of anxiety, but when I came back home, you know, I started, there are things that I do as an introvert, but I think that that had less to do with my introversion than it, than, and more to do with my empathic ability. Okay. That you know, being around a lot of different energies and a lot of different people as an empath, you know, you can absorb some of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have been more the issue than my introversion. So that's probably another conversation. And and that makes sense too. <laughs> even for if you're not an empath, just it is the anxiety because I've talked about this with my friends. It's because of the fears of the virus because you know. When you do go out and and you if you watch the news or you know if you're aware of what's going on, you have concerns because before you never cared if somebody was walking down the aisle at the grocery mm-hmm. store next to you and they caught right. or sneeze or whether they did none of that and they just walked past you, but now it's these fears because I do that too. It's like I turn around like, why is he so close to me? Right. You know, and you know, I need a little space, I need a little room, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm walking down the aisle and if I see people in that aisle, I'll go to the next aisle and come yes. back because and so that and we think well, I know that has nothing to do with introversion. That is obviously having to do with where we are today. But I get it because I too, working from home, I'm like, oh my god, this is the bomb. I love it. It it just works for me, and and I'm able to do everything at my own pace and in my home that I love. And and I found that working remotely, I seem to be working harder and more hours, which was odd. Which I don't know what that's about. And everybody's kind of complaining about that or noticing that. But when I do go out, I think that it's just a little anxiety. And But I'm always happy to just come on back home. And I think also a, an introvert thing, like for me and you, so we may go out once a month. And, you know, we may go out on a Friday night or go see a movie. And I think what is concerning for me is, will we ever be able to do that again? So, yes, yes, I can be in the house for two weeks straight. I can do it, and I'm fine. I'm happy as can be. i got everything I need. I've gone to the store. I've got Amazon. I've got people delivering stuff. I'm great. 
But the thought that I can never go to a movie with you again or I can never go have dinner or sit at a bar or go and do something fun uh, with my one or two friends, which is my preference instead of a Mm -hmm. big party of 200, I love going out and having that intimate dinner or meal with one person. The thought of that causes me a little anxiety. And so I think with all of the jokes and on Twitter, everything about is everything is about how introverts, this is your world. But I think that it's not so easy. I think it's for everyone. We all have concerns and we're all handling it and, and managing it uh, differently. Yes. I think it's important for people to know that although we are introverts, we still do enjoy social outings and things that people who are not introverts enjoy, like you say, going to a movie or going out to dinner. Well, we may not do it as often or we may just do it with a small group of people, but we still enjoy those things. And so though the pandemic, although there are, you know, much commentary out there saying, oh, you know, this is our world, this is what we've been living for, preparing for, mm-hmm. you know, all our lives. You know, the, the reality is that introversion has to do with how we recharge and how we present ourselves to the world. It's not that we don't enjoy social things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going to ask if you could talk about how you used to recharge before the pandemic and how you recharge now. I think before the pandemic, I, I, I still do some of the same things. Um, I recharge in nature. You know, I like walks. I recently, um, what what has changed, I would say, since the pandemic is I planted more flowers. I, I've planted, I'm getting more back into gardening. You know, I'm writing more. I do my little dances around the house more now. <laughs> so those are things I do to recharge that are not unlike what I used to do. I I think I'm doing more of those things. And I'm not sure if that has anything to do with the pandemic, though, Jerry, Mm -hmm. as much as to do with my maturation and Mm -hmm. my movement and accepting um, that this is who I am and and it's okay to be who I am. and, And I'm not going to change in order to fit into a particular mold that someone else thinks I should fit into. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important as I age and as I, you know, continue to live my life authentically in that I'm just going to be more of who I am. It's funny that you asked the question earlier about how I've experienced this in the workplace or in my in professional, you know, professionally. Uh, when that person said to me, you know, we, we're going to need you to, to be less, methodical and and, um, move faster, what have you, you know, I I just said to myself, I'm going to be more of who I am. I'm going to be more of who I am. I mean, that that is what was whispered to me that, Mm -hmm. you know, just be more of who who you are and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I feel that even amidst COVID-19 or even after the pandemic, I am just more determined to be more of who I am. And I, and I wonder how you would have been had that colleague said that to you at age 25 and age 35. Good question. In analyzing that, I know that I probably would have been less. I'll try to fit a particular um, mm-hmm. 
mold or what have you, but not anymore. Yeah, I'm sure I would have too. And it, it's it's funny how another thing with the maturity is, you know, I'm on this mission to educate. So mm-hmm. if someone says anything to me that makes it clear to me that they don't understand how I am or what I'm doing, I take that as an opportunity to talk about introversion. And I yeah. absolutely love the reaction, the response. It's like a light bulb goes off. And when I remind people that, Probably the closest person to you is an introvert. Is it your husband? Mm -hmm. Is it your wife? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? And then you can just see them thinking like, oh, you know, and then it all comes together. And then I feel like it's a bigger respect for introverts and knowing that we need each other and we balance each other out and we complement each other. So, yeah, this is all very interesting. And, And as we go to wrap this up, I would love to know, do you have any advice? So we talked about being your authentic self, and I think we both agree that we are who we are now based on life experiences and our age and all that. So we're more equipped to handle the misconceptions, you know, and and when people say things that are alarming to us and don't understand us. But is there any other advice that you could give to our listeners as a student, so academically, do you have any advice as a student or professionally or personally that you could give to an introvert who might be listening? You know, I I don't think I would change my answers according to whether a person is a student or a professional. I think I would stick with be more of who you are. When people are coming for you in terms of, you know, they want you to be something that they expect you to be. I think that's an opportunity, like you say, Jerry, to educate and to be more of who you are authentically. And what does that mean? I think you need to find and set your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you are an introvert who is able to truly embrace the beauty of being an introvert, I think we have I think you have a lot to give to the world and know that in your quiet strength, you can still make a difference and you can still be the person that other people can admire, the other people that you can inspire other people, even in your quietness. As a student, uh, (laughs) I I would say all of those things fit, whether you are a student, a professional, or an introvert who is uncertain about where you're going in life, just embrace that awkwardness, embrace that difference, because I think that's, that is really what makes the world a, a unique and a better place to live. Well said. Well, thank you so much, Colette. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? That was profound. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Um, and if you get an opportunity, well, let me just say this. If you do have an opportunity to uh, take a personality type or, you know, test the Myers-Briggs, just know that you don't necessarily have to fit in that box, but it is a nice frame of reference um, to help you to grow as a person and to embrace who you are. You know? Okay, I would agree with that. Thank you, Colette Brown-Rogers, for joining us today on Hush Lally. Thank you, Jerry, for having me. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head Check us out on Facebook 
at facebook.com slash introverts hush loudly and listen to past episodes at wgnradio.com or hushloudly.com you gotta be you gotta be bad you gotta be bold you gotta be wiser you gotta be hard you gotta be tough you gotta be